We welcome everyone by live stream this evening. We're glad you're joining us. We invite you to get your Bible and receive from God's Word just like we do here. And tune in, be blessed by the Word. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Let us know where you're watching from. We enjoy hearing that. And uh, like and subscribe and hit bells and whistles, whatever else is down there. Because I'm still learning all that. Amen. If you brought your Bible this evening, did you bring your Bible tonight? <clears throat> Amen. Did you, uh, while I'm talking, I'll just go ahead and turn to uh, the book of Mark, the 10th chapter. We're going to get there in a, in a minute. But uh, did you enjoy hearing about youth camp on Sunday? Yes. It was a life-changing time. And uh, we're so thankful for, for what God did and uh, the ones that were, uh, their lives were impacted by that. So thank you, all the workers, all the, you know, helpers, all the people that were involved with that. You sowed your week, you know, part of your week there. And, uh, you know, you don't sow without reaping. God will return that time back to you. Get that time, whatever you, you spent, uh, you know, time you spent on that. God will get it back to you and you can get everything all caught up. Praise God. Hallelujah. Redeeming the time because the days are evil. He'll redeem it back to you. We're going to look here in a bit in a, at, in a bit at the story of blind Bartimaeus, but um, I want to introduce it before we get into it tonight, because uh, the Lord was sharing when I got back from Fremont. We flew back Sunday night, su- Sunday afternoon. Got back uh, Sunday afternoon, and uh, you know finished up the evening, and then uh, went to bed. And woke up the next morning. The Lord started dealing with me real strong about something, and so I'm going to share it with you because it was uh, uh, something that, to share. And uh, so, uh, and I just want to talk to you tonight about your want to. Amen. Your, do you want it? You know, whatever God's got, you got to want it. Whether it's a place in his kingdom working, uh, whether it's an anointing, impartations, divine connections, uh, whatever it is. If it's him, he wants to use you greater, uh, give you a greater voice into the body of Christ. Make you a greater supply to the work of God, yeah. more finances, yeah. or if you've just been sick all your life, you got to want to have something different. You got to want it. Uh, nobody's in faith that doesn't want something. That's where it all starts. Remember Mark 11, 23, 20, really verse 24. What things serve you desire when you pray? Nobody's praying about anything they don't want. Lord, just give me a root canal. You know, I'm just, just, no, you don't pray for things that you don't want. (laughs) So um, what things serve you desire? It all starts with having a desire. Now that's not enough. You're not going to get things from God or receive things from God just because you desire it. You understand. But yet the Lord dealt with me in in praying for for ones, um, you know, Sometimes you, 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 you long for so much more as you, you know, uh, the reason God's given me this utterance tonight is because I have a want. I want to see something different in your life. Amen. As a pastor, it's tough watching some people's lives stay the same year after year. I said, that's not, that's not right. It's, it's not easy on us. Amen. Pastor, I can tell, tell you that. I mean, Pastor Gerald, it's, it, you, you love people. Yes, sir. And you want to see so much for them. And that, that comes from the heart of God. That's right. Yeah. You, you can read different scriptures the Lord gave me. Holy, he went through the, well, I wouldn't say it's every scripture, but he went through the Bible one time, just gave me a bunch of scriptures of where God's desire came through real strong. Yeah. Like once uh, Isaiah, uh, excuse me, uh, 
No, Psalm, six, Psalm 81, it talks about verse 16, 13, 16 down through. Oh, that my people had hearkened unto me and Israel had, you know, walked in my ways. I would have soon fed them with the finest of the wheat and honey out of the rock. You can see his longing there. Oh, that my people. Oh, I wanted to help them so much. And then, you know, Jesus coming up to the brow of the hill, looking over the Jerusalem. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. How often I wanted to gather you together as a hen gathers her chicks. Remember that? He said, but you would not. How many of you know him wanting something doesn't equal us having it? We have to, he said, I wanted to do that, but you would not. So we got to want what he wants. So we're going to share on that tonight. And I'll be honest, some of the things I say might challenge you. You might say with almost tears in your eyes, you might say, I do want (laughs) something to be different. I do want uh, these things in God. And so forth and so on. But you have to do the right thing with that yes. desire. Yes. You gotta get you gotta get to the place to where it, it makes you do whatever is necessary to, to make any changes in your thinking, any changes in your believing, or get a hold of any revelation that you're just not hold of yet. Do what you have to to get a hold of it. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. That's one of the biggest uh, challenges for me. Uh, is uh, working with people that don't want something. How many of you know God won't force anything off on anybody? And people can't force anything off on anybody. I'm, I'm, I'm not really spending as much time as I used to with people that don't want it. God himself can't do anything for people like that. Anyway, did you go to uh, the 10th chapter of the book of Mark? I remember a pastor, pastor one time, he said, uh, someone asked him, uh, how, because his church really changed, and they said, what, what happened? He said, I stopped spending all my time with people who uh, don't want it. And he said, I started spending my time with people who do want it. Well, don't look at me in that tone of voice. Just make the, just make the change and want it. <laughs> Amen. Some people looked at me funny on that. Okay. Mark chapter number 10, verse 46. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're going to get anything out of this tonight? Tell your neighbor, I want what God has for me tonight. There's one thing about this story. You'll see it's going to be clear. It came to, this is verse 46. It came, uh, they came to Jericho and as they, uh, he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. How many of you know we're going to meet him in heaven and his name won't be blind Bartimaeus? <laughs> no, no longer is he blind Bartimaeus. He's Bartimaeus. So he was sitting by the highway side begging, and when he had heard of, uh, he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace, but he cried more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. I mean, they're telling him, just sit quiet in church, just sing kumbaya, don't, don't get too excited about this healing stuff now. If it's his will to heal, he'll come on, he'll come on by. Yeah. Just sing by here and hum. Just sit over here real quiet and hum. Kumbaya, my Lord. Kumbaya. The problem was Jesus was kumbaya and he was coming right on by. And that's what will happen in church services sometimes. People, they, they think they're just waiting on God and they don't have a desire to, to go for it and call for it. And they just think it's all going to be sovereignly. God does something and Jesus will come right on by. Come on. Amen. Amen. 
But this isn't, that wasn't way blind Bartimaeus operated. He said, Jesus, and he, and he called out, and they told him to be quiet, and he just hollered louder. Yeah. 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 Amen. Amen. He was not church correct. No. <laughs> <laughs> People talk about being politically correct. He was not church correct. So the, he cried, the more great thou, thou son, deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Notice that stopped Jesus right in his tracks. And they said to the blind, they, they called the blind man, said unto him, be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, what wilt thou that I should do unto thee? Now we don't say the word wilt in, the new, in our day, that New Testament word wilt. Uh, we'd say, what do you want? That's, that's accurate. You look it up in the Greek. That's accurate. What do you want that I should do to you? Then the blind man said unto him, you know, my sore toe, my, my toenail hurts. <laughs> no, he said that I might receive my sight. His one consuming desire was to see that I might receive my sight. Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately he received sight and followed Jesus in the way. Now, that, that shows us that it's faith that receives from God. But you can see something about blind Bartimaeus and you can see something about his faith that is very evident there. And that is he wanted it. He wanted it. So we know Jesus said his faith made him whole, but no man is in faith until he wants something. Now, now if I could just share this, can you let me pop the clutch tonight? Uh, some of you are still thinking about it. But um, the Lord dealt with me to help some people. You're going to have to back up because they never will be in faith. If they don't stir up the desire, they got to stir up the desire for what it is that they say they're believing God for. They'll mouth the words, I'm believing God in front of the preacher, but they don't have the kind of desire and the kind of want, want it that makes them do the right things with that desire. So he said, you're going to have to back up because he said, um, uh, and, and the way he, he was dealing with me, because Pastor Nancy talks about this. She uses a different word. It's all saying the same thing, I think. It's pretty, pretty close to the same thing. She says, you have to be interested. If you see something in the Word of God, maybe freedom in your mind and your thought life, where you're not tormented and harassed and sleepless without taking pills or something like that. And you see, you know, he gives his beloved sleep yeah. and that will keep him in perfect peace. His mind is stayed on the, or you see these things. Yeah. You, you, you got to be interested enough right. yeah. to find out how can I walk yeah. in Come that? On. Yeah. Come on. That's the way she said, you got to be interested. I think it's a very similar thing to way, what I'm going to share tonight. You got to want it. You got to be interested enough to want it. Amen. Amen. You got to be, uh, you, you got to come to the place. It's not okay anymore to live the way it's been. Blind Bartimaeus had, had must have heard about testimonies like Pastor Ike was talking, uh -huh. testimonies uh -huh. of Jesus healing. Yeah. He must have heard Jesus, somebody telling him about his sermons or something. Yeah. The fact that he was anointed. Yeah. You know, Luke 4 was preached everywhere he went from the Bible. It says he preached that everywhere he went. Um, 
That's actually in the Bible. Brother Higgins said, you can't prove that, you know, but it is in the Bible. He preached that at the Spirit of the Lord's army. He's anointed me to heal. Everywhere he went. So either blind Bartimaeus heard Jesus' sermon or somebody talk about Jesus' sermon or they, he heard testimonies about healing or something, probably both. That when he realized it was because he couldn't see, but when he realized Jesus was coming by, he said, that's Jesus? That's Jesus? He's the one anointed to heal. He, he's the one that's going around offering something yeah. to somebody. And what he's offering yeah. means my life can be different. Yeah. My life doesn't have to be the way it's been. Oh, my, my, my. Apply this to whatever just has been sticking around in your life. Because this would have been with him for a long, long, long time. People say, well, it's been this way my whole life. Well, what does that have to do with anything? Never have applied faith to it yet. Applied faith to it, it can be changed. So, um, he didn't just have a desire. He had a bold vocal desire. He had a go for it desire. And, and, and what it was is it was a big one. I said it was a big one. Hallelujah. I was, I saw something come across. I don't really, a lot of times search out these things. Sometimes things pop up. I saw this little boy, he was fishing and he caught a fish almost as big as he was. He is a big one, daddy. It's a big one. <laughs> that's what desire, that's what blind Bartimaeus, it's a big one. It's a big one. <laughs> that desire got in him so big that he had to have it. He, he had to have it. He, it, it wasn't okay anymore. That it be the way it had been. I said, hallelujah. And so he had enough of depending on other people. Because that's what his life was. He couldn't work a job. He's depending on others. He had had enough depending on other people. How about you and I get to the place? We've had enough depending on other people's faith, other people's prayers, other people giving to pay for our groceries. I'm not condemning that. I'm saying that something else is available. You know, we've probably all one time or another needed some, somebody to help us. But live it, being okay with living that way, that's a problem. I said, that's a problem. You got to want something different. And you got to want it enough to go after it in the word. Not just sit by and wait for it to come to you. And so he had enough of the same condition. He, Jesus was offering him another way of living. And, and see, this isn't just him living with sight. This is him living with have, having to depend on other people to give it, to bail him out. Amen. So he just decided right then and there, this, there is an offer walking past me. Something is being, something walk, is, something is being offered and it's walking right past me. And I've had enough of this. Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. He hooked up to that desire. He moved from desire into faith. And this faith called. And that call stopped Jesus in his tracks. He heard the call of faith. But he heard a faith that wanted it. Amen. 
I don't care if it's Wednesday night. You need to shout like it's Sunday morning. Or, or shout like it's camp meeting. <laughs> Look at verse 51. What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? In other words, his faith had a desire. What, what do you want? That's, what, that's the way we'd say it. What do you want? His faith had a desire. Nothing, nothing happens in faith until you really want it. And we'll get into some things in a moment to help you understand that. And so, um, the beginning of Bar Bartimaeus' life changing was something, and having something different in his life, was his desire. Enough to get up and holler. Amen. To call for it. Isn't that right? You got to be, you, 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 you got to get to the place you're not okay with stuff being the way it is. Really, now not at God, don't misunderstand me, but really you got to get to the place you're mad. Yeah. 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 I'm, not so, I'm not talking about at God. I'm not talking about at God. He's not your problem. Remember I told you the Lord told me, that gave me that sermon called Miffed Masters. Well, I haven't even preached it yet, but it's a good one. It, God's, not, God's not the one to get mad at, but you need to get mad at yourself. Yeah. Amen. You got to get to the place you're not okay with payments anymore. Not okay with that student loan debt being there anymore. Not okay with just bare minimum on the credit card anymore. Not okay when you need clothes paying, paying with a credit card or when, when you need a new refrigerator, paying, need, need tires on the car. Got to pay with the credit card and pay it off over three years. I'm not condemning that. I'm saying you got to get to the place that's not okay anymore. Everybody's at different places. But wherever you're at, you got to get to the place. I'm done living this way. I'm done living this way. And that, that, that increases as your faith increases. But you, your faith never increases without a desire. You got to want something different enough to do something different in order to get different results. You ever heard the statement, if you keep on, it's a form of insanity, keep on doing the same yeah, thing and expect yeah, different yeah, results. Yeah. That can be true. There's a, there can be a lot of truth there. there you, you could misunderstand that because you got to take a stand and stand. Yes. Right. But yeah, right on the other hand, you know, if it's been 15, 20 years, yes. 10 years, on, if nothing's changed in five years, yeah. something, something's got to change. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I said, something's got to change. And so you got to have enough desire to get past just living in your comfort zone. Yes. Yeah. Well, I'm not comfortable with reaching like blind Bartimaeus did. Okay, stay where you're at. You got to get past that. Yes. Amen. There's some people that, uh, that uh, their desire causes them to drive halfway across the state or, or into another state to get something. Amen. Their desire for something more in God make them drive 40 miles every Sunday and every Wednesday to get to a church because, because there's something over there I want. There's something over there I want. I said, amen. There's something over there I want. The, 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 the man, the paralytic, wanted healing so bad, he let four friends tear the, take them up on the ceiling and tear the roof off and get in there. Can you imagine be, being on a cot and they're, they're you know. He could have called it off anytime and said, this is too risky. But he wanted it. He wanted it, that's right. He wanted it enough to, to risk them dropping him. 
He wanted it. He said, just, just keep pushing me up there, boys. I'll hang on. <laughs> whatever. Maybe his arms were good. I don't know. Some, whatever he had, he, you know. I know he was paralyzed, but he probably had something that, with his teeth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go over to John chapter number 6, verse number 11 and 12. Uh, John 6, 11 and 12, something that's very powerful here. Jesus took the loaves, this is when he fed the 5,000, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples, the disciples to them that sat down, and likewise of the fishes, now here's five big words, as much as they would. The weeds say, as the Amplified says, as much as they wanted. Right, right. Every man has a level of desire. Yes, Every man has a level of desire. Now, if another man's horizons are greater than yours, don't criticize him because God's word is able to meet every man according to his place of faith and desire. Amen. Praise God. I remember Brother Hagin was said one time because he desired more. He said he got persecuted because he started driving a Cadillac. You know, back then that was it. Yes, sir. Maybe not today, but it is. Yes, back then that was it. So he got himself a Cadillac. <laughs> and he got persecuted. And Brother Hagin said to them that persecuted him, he said, you don't, he said, he said, if you don't criticize, he said, I won't criticize your Chevy faith. Don't you criticize my Cadillac faith. That's right. Amen. 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 Anything you're persecuting, you're not in faith for yourself. Don't kid yourself. All right. All right. You're not in faith for it. If you're persecuting somebody else, you're not in faith for it. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to be leaving right after this. We'll go get something to eat and enjoy the blessings of God talking the word. <laughs> as much as they would. They each could take as much as they wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Now notice the next verse. When they were filled. He said this. You need to underline those two statements. As much as they would and when they were filled. He said to the disciples, gather up the fragments that remain and nothing be lost. And so what do you see here is there was no limit on how much Jesus yeah. was able to multiply. Yeah. 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 There was no limit. In other words, the offer was not limited. The offer is not limited. Are you still out there? They determined how much they had by how much they took. Amen. Hallelujah. And Jesus wasn't offended at anybody who took more than the other fellow. Maybe there's a big old guy there that ate a whole lot. He just, he just gathered up a whole bunch of it. There was no slap on the wrist. No, no, well, you need to share. You know, here's something that people, excuse me, here's something that people deal with sometimes. Well, you know, like when I, I, this thinking was in my home when I grew up, you know, eat all that food on your plate. There's starving children in China, you know. Well, I always thought to myself, well, send it to them. These Brussels sprouts, fine, send them over to... You notice they never did, nor did they ever, listen to me, listen to me, nor did they ever give to the poor children in China. They weren't saying that because they really cared for the poor children in China. 
They were saying that because they had small thinking. Well, I'm leaving like I said right after this. So there was no limits. There was, there was no, Jesus wasn't offended with how much any man took. Just because one took, man took more than the other fellow. Hallelujah. But often it's the level of a man's desire that determines how much a man has of what is being offered. Amen. That's what I mean is that the level of a man's desire determines how much he applies himself to the word. Did you get that? That's what I'm really focusing on tonight. The level of your desire will determine how much you apply yourself to the uh, word. In other words, apply yourself to getting, getting it in you. Apply yourself to understanding and having revelation, believing God for revelation. Apply yourself to being a doer of it. You know, years ago, I said to the Lord, you've heard me say this many times, after struggling for a number of years in our marriage financially, you know, I said, I got real sincere. And boy, I wish I had time to get about getting sincere tonight. But um, uh, I, I said, Lord, I said, help me. And, I, and I'm, I, I wasn't playing games anymore. I really wanted to know why I was struggling. Now, anybody's gone through a time maybe where, they, where, the, where things were short or something like that. But I'm talking about just all the time struggling. All the time struggling. And uh, I said, Lord, help me. And there's a lot to it. You've heard me say different portions of different things that he said to me at different times. I mean, at different times, I've shared different parts of what he said to me. But, but, um, but he said, uh, well, I was thinking about it and I said to myself, I really wasn't asking, Lord, bring me more money. That wasn't what I, in my heart, that was not my focus. Right, right. Yes, sir. In my heart, my focus was, there's something I'm not seeing. Yeah. That's right. yes, yes. There's something I'm not understanding. Your word works. I'm not accusing you. You're not my problem. Are you there? There's something I'm not seeing that I need to see. In hindsight, that was my focus. I wasn't focused on the money. I was seeking, but not seeking money. I was seeking God for answers. Amen. You remember God came to Solomon in a dream, said, ask whatever you will, I'll give it to you. He said, give me a wise and understanding that I can make, yes. understanding heart that I can make right decisions. Yes. And, and we call it wisdom and so forth. Yes. He asked that and God said, great, I'll give you that. But he said, I'm also going to give you what you didn't ask. I'm going to give you wealth. Yeah. Yeah. Then later Solomon said, wisdom is the principal thing. Get wisdom. With all you're getting, get understanding. It'll put a chain of gold around your yeah. neck. That's right. He asked for the main thing and got everything else. So in my hindsight, I really did the same thing. I really was seeking God for help. Now, I haven't arrived financially. I'm not saying that. I'm still on my way. But see, now I understand some things I used to not understand. And, and I asked, in my, in my, the Lord saw it and I later thought about it, didn't realize it at the time, but really my focus was not the money. My focus was show me in here, this is the Bible, show me in the Bible what I need to see. There's something I'm not understanding. It's not on your side. It's on my side. Are you still out there? And I got to the place, 
I wasn't going to let it stay. I wasn't going to let things stay the way they were. If I had to stay there in that place of prayer for whatever, however long it took, I was going to get my answers. And thank God he began to talk to me. He saw the sincerity of my heart. Are you still out there? God's offering you and I a lot of things. He's offering you a life without struggle. I said he's offering you a life without struggle. He's offering you a life of faith rather than fear. A life of a sound mind. I said he's offering you a sound mind. He's offering you a life full of the spirit. He's offering you a life being led by the spirit. He's offering you a life. uh, uh, He said if you... Uh, thirsty and you're hungry and thirsty, he'll give you living water. Those that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they'll be filled. He's offering you filling. He's offering you victory all the time. Paul said, I always triumph in Christ. That's all. It's it's, it's, it's an offer. It's available. If you read Hebrews uh, 4, 1 through 3 there in the Amplified, it talks about there's an offer waiting for us. There are things offered. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, if something is being offered, I'm Come interested. Amen. Anybody else interested? Yes, How many of you know he's offering you a life of answers? Yes. He's offering you a life of counsel and yes. wisdom yes. And, and, and knowing what to do in the decisions of life. Yes, yes he is. He's offering you a, yoke, a, a life full of, uh, excuse me, a life free from yokes of sickness and disease. Yes. And he's offering you, listen to me, he's offering you a life of a full supply. That's all scriptures. We don't have time to go to all the scriptures. But those are all offers. I don't understand Christians who who aren't interested. I just don't understand it. I think they're carnal. They're willing to work like a dog to get it on their own efforts. You understand what I'm talking about? But they're not willing to get, seek God for his help. Not interested. Well, they'll never get what's divine. They'll, they'll get something human, but they'll never get something divine. Hallelujah. I'm going after it. What are you doing? And so uh, if you read this very carefully, I know a story. Smith Wigglesworth had a revelation of this. All, all, anybody that walks with God to get a revelation of this. He said he offered his, uh, I believe it was his granddaughter, um, uh, he wanted to, I think it was her birthday or something. He took her into a store to get a piece of jewelry or a watch or something. And, uh, and uh, she picked the cheapest one. And he said, are you sure that's the one you want? Listen to it. Is that the one you want? Mm-hmm. Right. Come on. She didn't really want that one. She wanted a more expensive one, but she didn't want to, right. you know. She didn't want to pick the most expensive right. one. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, if you go into, a, can I say something? Yes, if you take somebody out to eat and you take them to a restaurant that has something on the menu for $55 uh-huh. and you say, get anything you want uh-huh. and they get the $55 meal and you get offended, Uh-oh. that's because you're a liar. Oh, there you go. That's it right there. Wow. Thank you. If you didn't want them to spend $55, take them to McDonald's. Amen. When God offers you something, he's offering you something. 
So Smith Wigglesworth took his granddaughter in to get a piece of jewelry. I think it was a watch store or a piece of jewelry or something. And, and she picked the cheaper one. Is that the one you want? Uh-huh. Yes, granddaddy. And, and, so, uh, but he, and so he bought it. Yep. And uh, he walked out and he said, now... You didn't want that when you wanted that other one, didn't you? Looking at that other one. She said, yes, Grandpa. She said, Grandpa Smith Wigglesworth said, if you're being offered something, don't, don't pass it up. That's good. That's the way God is. Amen. If he offers you much, don't take the little. That's not covetousness. Covetousness is a way of going about it. It's not having the best. Having the best is called the Bible. You're being scriptural. Third John 2, beloved, I wish above all things you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Does that sound like God setting that standard? No, he said even as or relative your mentality. Your soul prospering is your mentality. He's offering you, in other words, he's not limiting that. He's not setting the standard of your living. I'm going to say that again. He's not setting the standard of your living. Well, somebody said, how much is enough? Well, we need to ask that question. How much is enough? It's not an amount. It's what you say. David had, had been greatly blessed financial, if you read all his wealth and everything. But, but he got into covetousness, wanting another man's wife. And so he coveted another man's wife. And, you know, had the man killed Uriah. You know the story. And so the prophet showed up and said, now, he told him a little story about a man that stole one sheep to sacrifice it from a man that didn't have any sheep. You know, didn't have many sheep. And so, and he said, well, that man ought to be killed. David said, that man ought to be killed. He said, you're the man. You stole that man's wife. And you, you had all these other wives. And you stole one man's wife. You only had one wife. Amen. And so, and then the prophet said, I gave you, this is speaking for God. I gave you Saul's house meaning all his wealth and the kingdom. And he said, and, and all that, that, uh, that pertains to the wealth of the kingdom. And then God said to him, if that hadn't have been enough, I'd have given you more. You know what he's telling him? You're the one that sets how much enough is. God's not saying that's enough. Go back into the book of, you don't have to go there tonight, but uh, just write these verses down. Joshua 19, verse number 9. It says that uh, two tribes got their inheritance in the land that Judah had taken. Whenever they went in and possessed the land of Canaan, Judah kept taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking and taking. And eventually they turned around and said, this is more land than we even can patrol. Our tribe's not big enough to even patrol the borders on this. So there's two tribes named uh, Simeon and uh, uh, the the part of Judah. Uh, Simeon, yeah, I think it was just maybe Simeon. Another tribe had had not taken any ground yet. And so Judah said, listen, come on over and live over where we took. We got plenty over here. You see that? Yeah, come on. No, to Judas, by the way, that's the praising tribe. All right. Yeah. Ju- Judah, I didn't say Judas, did I? Judah, the praising tribe, yeah. they went out and they kept taking and kept taking and kept taking. Yeah. Yeah. 
And God didn't send a prophet to slap him on the wrist and say, you, you greedy Judans. There was no rebuke. They had enough for the, to share. Oh, you guys are crying because you don't have any land yet? Come on over here. We need somebody to help patrol the borders. Maybe eventually we'll get this all settled over here. It's just too much. They took too much. I said they took too much. Somebody said, well, I don't like that kind of preaching. Well, the people that got rebuked are in Joshua 18, 2 through 3. Joshua 18, 2 through 3, there remained among the children of Israel seven tribes which had not yet received their inheritance. And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, how long are you slack to go and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers has given you? They're the ones that got the rebuke. People don't like that kind of preaching, but that's just the way the Bible is. Judah got no rebuke. That's right. Amen. The ones that weren't doing anything, they're the ones that got the rebuke. Now, that doesn't sound like good preaching to a lot of, to a lot of uh, religious people. I said religious people. What's that guy that stole from the rich and gave to the poor? Robin Hood. A lot of people have a Robin Hood Christianity. Jesus must not have been a Robin Hood Jesus because the parable of the talents, whenever that one guy didn't do anything with it, he said, give it to the guys that have all the other stuff. Now that's in your Bible. Not your Robin Hood thinking, but that's in your Bible. How long? You need to let that stir you to the core. How long? How long is it going to be okay? That we're living hand to mouth. How long? Well, you got to let you have whatever you're okay with. I'll tell you, some of you need to stay up all night and just say, God, I ain't going to bed until you give me some answers. Well, when am I going to sleep? Whenever you got plenty and don't have to work. <laughs> but I'm retired. What's that got to do with it? But I'm satisfied. Okay. Then go buy us an airplane. See, your problem is you're selfish. You think you're hearing selfishness whenever I preach this. The gospel has great needs. Wow, pastor's getting bold tonight. Amen. How about my pastor Ike, a church building over there? Amen. He's going to need a plane between, to fly between Lagos and Abuja. That's right. That's right. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. We're settling for far too little. No, the big word in that is settling settling. We're okay with, you know, $75,000 a year or whatever. Well, you got our bills paid. We're happy. Well, maybe God's not happy. I said, maybe God's not happy. Somebody said, I had somebody tell me that one time. They said, well, what if we're happy? I said, well, maybe God's not happy. Why don't you make him happy? There you go. Thank you. That's good. 
We're settling for far too little. Every man has a full level. Every man has a level where his joy is full. And that's fine. That's right. Yes, Amen. Yes, sir. That's fine. Yeah. But my point is, if, if you settle, yes. you'll never have anything more than what you settle for. Amen. Amen. Don't criticize another man's level of desire. Yes. Right. Don't criticize that. It'll get you in big trouble with God. The word's capable of producing on the level of that man's desire, just like it's producing for you on your level of desire. I had someone I was talking to a, number, a couple years ago. They said one of the, they, they had been working a job. Um, it was a good job, good paying job. But they, they said, they, they had the thought one day, do I want to be doing this all my life? You know, and, and, and be on this level of income. And he answered and, and answered that said, I do not. So he had an opportunity to go out into another business with a partner. I mean, establish their own business with a partner. And there was a lot of unknowns, a lot of uncertainties. But they prayed about it and sought God. And God said, this is it. So they launched out. And today, they're worth more than a million dollars. And I was talking to them one day. And they said, you know why? You know why I took that, you know, kind of risk? You might say, you know, I'm going to have no risk following the Holy Ghost. But, but the mind's saying a lot of stuff to you. You know why I took that? Because I wasn't willing to be on that level of finances for the rest of my life. In other words, what I heard, whenever I heard that, I heard, want, I want more. I want more. You got to want more enough to take steps and get out of your comfort zone. Hallelujah. Don't criticize another man's desire. Amen. So, um, just because somebody desires beyond your horizons doesn't make their desire wrong. So, praise the Lord. Are you still glad you came to church tonight? You need to go to the Father and say, I have this desire. Now, that won't get it for you. Faith is what gets it. But you need to, you need to talk about your desires. We are so accustomed to everything we want. We we're so accustomed to the devil lying to us. Let's just rephrase that. That everything we want is wrong. And maybe because we're accustomed to crucifying the lust of the flesh, which we're supposed to crucify, we kind of think that any, because lust means desire. Actually, lust, lust, lusts of the flesh are not just desires. Um, they are desires that are not controlled with the word. You have to understand that. The Bible talks about desiring some things. In fact, I wish, it, I don't know if I have time tonight. I'm around time already. But I could take you through verse after verse after verse. I could take you through a dozen verses just in the teachings of the, epistle, the, the, teachings of the gospels where Jesus himself, out of his mouth, said he'll give you what you desire. Mark 11, 23 is one of them. Over and over again, he'll give you your desires. Remember Psalm 34, 37, 4, maybe it is. It talks about uh, delight yourself in the Lord. He'll give you the desires Amen. of your heart. Yep. Amen. Lust of the flesh are different than the desires of your heart. You understand the difference? There are things that, that God, there are things through feeding on the word. We talk about faith, the word feeding faith. But there are things that feeding on the word there are desires that you will, that will grow in you. I'm trying to get the right wording here. Desires that will grow in you through feeding on the word. Yes, that's good. That's good. Sitting under the word. Yes, sir. And they're from God. 
You know why? Because this is a revelation of what he longs to do for his children. This is full of his longing. And you can fellowship with that until you desire what he desires. And you're, I'm not talking about going, I'm not talking about compromising the word to get it because you and I need to not only go after the desire that we have, but go after the, de, let's put it this way, desire his way of yes. doing it. Amen. Amen. You realize the world has a way of doing things. If it was just about us getting our desires, well, hey, there's quick ways to do this before we get home tonight. Right. Come on. Come on. Yeah. I don't know where your mind went, but there are ways. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. We could rob somebody. We could go to Walmart and shake them down. <laughs> Empty their cash register. I, oh, you know what I'm talking about. No. See, that's going about something not being controlled by the word. So God not only has things he wants to do for his children, but he has ways he wants us to do. Okay, now more of you joined the service right now. You're like, <laughs> amen. So uh, that's, I can't preach the whole thing to, in one service, but I, well, I'll, I'll just say that right now. All right. So you got that part. Yes. Amen. Amen. So uh, there, there are people that just don't have enough want to inside of them. And God can't do more for them. He'll meet them where they meet him. I remember the Lord said to me one time, he said, my word, my word will work big just like it works little. That challenged me. Anybody being challenged tonight? So um, you do need to have scriptures to cover what you're believing God for. But the scriptures will, I think, I think we need to back up. It'll build faith, but it'll also build desire. Now, um, Dad Hagen read Mark 11, 23 and, and verse 23 and 24, and he said, verse 24, what things serve you desire? He's laying on his sick bed. Really, it was his deathbed. They, they, they said he couldn't live past the ages. Nobody in medical science had ever had record of living past the age of 16 or 17 or something like that. Nobody in his condition. And so, um, but he read this, and he's, he's not going to live much longer. He knows that. But he read this, and he, he, what things serve you desire? He said, well, my greatest desire is to live. Not, not be, you know, cut my life cut short as a teenager. And, and so because that was his desire, he, he went searching for how to live. And his answer was right there in that verse. Whatever things you desire when you pray, believe you receive them. That's right. That's right. Yes, we learned something in healing school. We saw something. I mean, you can read it in the Bible, but you can, you can experience things. Um. I was thinking about this. In fact, this is the first thing the Lord said to me whenever I woke up Monday morning. He said, do you remember in healing school that whenever, you know, you're ministering to people, they're there to receive their healing. And sometimes their medical conditions quite advanced. Not, not everybody, but sometimes their medical conditions already quite advanced. And so they're there in maybe the latter stages of whatever, cancer or something. And the, the doctors, uh, you know, so their, their, their physical body is just not strong or 
Maybe sometimes they're even admitted to the hospital or something like that. So we go to the hospital there and keep on ministering the word to them. Anyway, but um, from time to time, not, not always, but from time to time, they'd get in that place suspended between life and death. And, and they maybe get a little glimpse yes. of the glory world. Yeah. Yeah. And once that happened, most of the time, you weren't going to get them healed. Yeah. Right. Why? Because their want to changed. They got a taste of that. And they're like, I want to go over there. Are you still with me tonight? Did you get what, what the Lord's trying to say to you tonight? You have to want it. You, you have to want it. And I'm not talking about just say you want it. I mean, it has to be a real desire on the inside. I want to live and fulfill my call. I want to produce fruit for the kingdom of God. I'll tell you, there's been times, and you might think this is just making stuff up, but just, just certain things. You can get to certain places where you're just like, Lord, I don't know how much I want this anymore. You're standing and you're believing God and so forth. And people be unfaithful to you, whatever. Boy, if you get to that point where you're starting to think those thoughts, you're in trouble. You got to get a hold of yourself. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You can't, you can't let yourself go there because you, if you don't have the desire anymore, you're done. Your faith won't work anymore. That's what we're preaching to you tonight. You got to have the desire. Are you getting it? Brother Hagin had the desire to live. And so he went after the word, finding out how can I live? There, there's got to be a way because he said, if I desire something and pray and believe and receive it, I can have it. Got to be a way here. But he had some things he had to learn. Remember, the Lord worked through that. Worked. You got to help her to get you through all those things. Amen. Now, I, 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 let's go over to Matthew chapter number 15. I, I'm not going to be able to do this justice. Because really, this is the main passage that gives us so much insight about this. Praise the Lord. Matthew 15, verse 21 through 28. There's much about what I'm preaching about in this story. And uh, I don't, we'll see where we go in the future services here. Matthew 15, verses, we'll start in verse number 21. You find it? Yes, sir. Then Jesus went thence and departed out of the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan, that's important, Canaan, she's a Canaanite, not an Israelite, came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter's grievously vexed with the devil. <clears throat> he, said, he answered her not a word, and his disciples came uh, and besought him, saying, send her, not, uh, excuse me, send her away, for she cries after us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. <clears throat> then came she and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. That's where I got to. Amen. Just laying down all pretenses and just saying, you know, the kids, I don't know what they say today. When I was growing up, they'd used to say, get real. That's what she's doing here. She's getting real. And there's so much to this. I wish I had time to get into it. Lord, help me. She's really coming very pretentious. She's a Canaanite. She doesn't probably even, she probably heard the term son of David, but 
she, she doesn't know anything about the covenant with Israel. She doesn't know what that meant. That's a term for the Messiah. She doesn't, she's using borrowed phraseology. She probably heard stories of somebody saying that. She's a Canaanite. She's not, she's not of the Jewish faith. So um, then came and she worshiped him saying, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, it's not meat to give the children's bread and cast it to dogs. She said, truth, Lord. Yet the dogs eat the crumbs which falls from their master's table. Look at verse 28. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. That's what you got to get to. You got, you, your want to has to get to the place of faith. So I'm not saying there's not faith involved. I'm just saying this has got to, we got to back up and get to this. We got to get people to this desire. O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee. And here's that same statement. Even as thou wilt. Even as you want it. And remember, his daughter was made whole from that very hour. Wow. Um, wow, how much? <laughs> uh, this woman wanted her daughter's freedom. Now, I want you to understand something about these desires. To be honest with you, I think maybe we, we, we're, we're talking about something that maybe some people don't quite understand. These are not ho-hum desires. Um, these are not things that you pray about and then you go three weeks before you think about it again. These desires, this woman's desire, blind Bartimaeus's desire, and if we had time, we'll get into others. We'll see how the Lord leads us. But these desires were all-consuming desires. All the forces of these people's spirits focused in like a laser on one thing. That's the kind of desire I'm talking about. You've got to get to the place to where this is it. Brother Hagin would not be able to do anything else with the plan of God unless he got this area, healing. So this is it. That's where he was focused totally in on. I don't mean for the rest of his life because he had other things that he wanted to do, wanted to fulfill the plan of God. But in order to get all that, he had to get to this. So everything got focused in on that. And that does not offend God. Because a lot of times getting that enables you to get the plan. It enables you to, there's a whole lot of things attached to that. People don't see it that way. They kind of see it as carnal. I don't, you know, I don't want any of this old world's goods. That's, that's a lie. Number one. But it's probably fear number two. Because people are afraid. I don't want to backslide. Well, you've heard me preach on that, so I'm not going to get into that. Praise the Lord. It's not a desire that, well, if it happens, it's okay. But if it doesn't, it's okay too. It's not that kind of desire. You understand that? That's a different thing. This is like a top priority right now. Get a hold of this. I've got to get a hold of this. Amen. This is something that you won't be satisfied with and, and, and you really won't be complete until you have it. So that's the kind of desire I'm talking about. Now, this woman had that concerning her daughter. I'm talking Matthew, this Canaanite in Matthew 15. Are you still with me? She wanted her daughter free. And all the forces of her human spirit became focused on that. Amen. Amen. 
It would pay some of you richly to focus on the one main thing that keeps tripping you up. Say, okay, from now on until I get the answers on this, my full focus of my spiritual energy is on this. That's what she, that's where this woman was. And that's what kept her coming for what she came for. Even, listen to me, when she kept running into things that looked like it was hindering her from receiving. Amen. When she kept, let's put it this way, when she kept running into changes she needed to make. You realize this woman came, oh, woman, oh Lord, thou son of David. She came with a lot of phraseology from, a, from another group of people that she doesn't even know what it means. And she's coming using all that very, very, she must have just thought that's the magic phrase or something. She heard other people say it or something. Um, and it had worked, you know, for them. She had heard it said. And it had always worked until she used it. Bam, nothing. He wouldn't even respond. You ever try to do what you thought other people did and nothing? You got to still want it. When it looks like it's not working, you got to still want it. And you got to say, okay, Lord, what, what changes do I need to make? Listen, a want to will take you through a lot of changes. It'll take you through a lot of changes. It'll take you through him addressing things that hurt. When I say hurt, I mean your pride. Your pretension. Your insincerity. Your lack of really wanting it enough to actually hear what the real answers really are, even when they're not complimentary. Oh, I'm just now getting to what I want to preach to He'll walk you through things that need to be adjusted in your thinking, adjusted in your believing. You understand what I'm talking about? And that may might not all be comfortable on your flesh. Here, here he's calling her a dog. Listen, that's spoken by the world's most perfect gentleman. He's not demeaning her. He's not trying to devastate her. He's trying to deliver her. But he's got to get her face-to-face with reality. And she had not come with face-to-face to reality. She came very pretentious using barred phraseologies. She wasn't sincere from her heart until she worshipped. And when she worshipped, he got, she was at the place that he could talk to her at, from her heart. Because that worship was sincerity. Lord, help me. Are you still there? That's, the, that's what I mean by she kept coming even when she kept running into changes she had to make. Why? Because she wanted it. She wanted it. I can see it's mine. I can see it's available. I can see, and Jesus said, woman, great is your faith. Her faith was, was on getting, her faith wasn't just on her daughter's healing. Her faith was on any changes I need to make. Any changes I need to make. Did you get that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This won't be a, a, you know, like if there's something you really want. A lot of times it's not a one-time thing to where I got my answer and then it's all done. It'll be, okay, adjust this. Okay, and then it'll show you the truth in the word from here. Oh, okay, I got to think. I'm, I've been thinking wrong. Okay, I got to ask that person to forgive me. Okay. And you're, 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 
you want it bad enough to make those changes sincerely from the heart. Not shucking and jiving here, Jesus. I know what's available to me, and I'm going for it. But if you say dog, okay, what, Lord, Lord, show me what that means. I, 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 okay, yeah, I've been living like a dog. I see it, my Lord. Because their religion was all perverted in temple worship with prostitutes and stuff. You understand what I'm talking about? And that's how people get devils. This girl didn't wake up one day, just had a devil. They opened the door to it. Amen. Okay, let's look at something here. Hebrews 11.6, we're wrapping this up. Hebrews 11.6, he said, he that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. You have to believe that if I seek, he'll honor that and give me my answer. But I'm not talking about for five minutes. I'm talking about sincere, seek and keep on seeking. Not because it takes him long, but sometimes there's answers that we maybe aren't that ready to hear. I've been there. Hallelujah. And whenever those answers come, you can get offended and you can stomp off without what you originally came to get. I have been there. Got miffed. No way here's ever done that. But then, you know, weeks later or whatever, you go back to God. Oh, I just need some help in this area. And he takes me back to what he said back here. See, I didn't want. See, some people, they say they want it. But whenever God speaks to them, what their answer really is, they don't want it that bad. Uh, no, I, I, okay, Lord, I, you know, blah, 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 blah. I'll go about my own way. I don't want it anymore. I just, it's, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me? I want it that bad. Yeah, amen. Do that to yourself. I want it that bad. <clears throat> I want it. I want God's plan for my life that bad. Whatever I got to do, even if it's not complimentary. So praise the Lord. I think that's a good place to stop. Praise God. Say out loud, I want it that bad. <laughs> Praise the Lord. That's me. I do. I want it that bad. I want it to make any, whatever adjustments I've got to make, whatever I have to, whatever I have to honor differently, whoever I have to honor differently, um, whatever I have to change and put first rather than what I've been putting first. Ah, uh, so it's not just getting all my wants. No, it's making all those changes. Joyfully. Why? Because we're getting it. He's walking us into it. Remember John 15? He's purging us that we might bring forth more fruit. That's where I am right now. I'm being purged. With the word, not by, you know, sickness or disease or something. But with the word, he's washing my thing. He's he's adjusting my thing. He dealt with me about some thinking in camp meeting. He said, you're going to have to get over that. See, what is that? That's me, and and I want it bad enough to to accept those lickings. (laughs) Spankings. Spankings. Yes, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Okay. Uh, Hallelujah. I make that adjustment. Glory to God. Hallelujah. (laughs) Yes. Glory to God. That hurt my pride, but hallelujah. (laughs) Because I want it. Yes. 
Yeah, I want it. Stand up with me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. Oh, there's so much. There's so much. There's so much. There's so much. I got a list right here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight verses. Besides those ones in the Gospels that I talked about, about the Bible talks about you giving you the desires of your heart. You want to read one of them, one of the best ones here? I think this is the one, Psalm 21 too. I wish I had time to give them all to you. Psalm 21 too. Some of you want it. 21 verse 2. Thou hast given him his heart's desire. He's, David's talking about himself. And hast not withholden the request of his lips. Woo. Praise be to God. I said praise be to God. Proverbs, Proverbs 10, 24. I don't know if you're writing them down, but go back to the audio tonight and write them down if you aren't. Proverbs 10, 24. The fear of the wicked shall come upon him, but the desire of the righteous shall be granted. Psalm 145, 16 and 19. I think this is the one I'm looking for. I'm trying to find the one I'm looking for. Psalm 119, verses 16 and 19. Verse 16 says, I will delight myself in thy statutes. I will not forget thy word. Verse 19, I am a stranger in the earth. Hide not thy commandments from me. And that's the wrong verse. And that's not what I'm looking for. But anyway, praise the Lord. Praise Psalm 34, 12 and 15. There it is. Psalm 34. You writing them down? Yes, sir. You want this? Yes, sir. Psalm 34, 12 and 13. What man is he that desires life and loves many days? The New Testament says many good days. That he may see good, keep thy tongue from evil, and keep thy lips from speaking guile. Praise the Lord. That's still not the one. I, got, I must have wrote down the wrong reference. But um, thank you, Jesus. It talks about the, the desire of the righteous being fulfilled. But anyway, you, you can look it up. Maybe you can do a little study, huh? Praise the Lord. What, what did you, is it 145? What did I say? Oh, that's what happened. Psalm 145. We got to get this before we go. Psalm 145. 145. What verse? Okay. Let's look at 16.2. Thou openest thy hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Woo. I like those sneakers. Those boys in the store yesterday. I like those sneakers. I like that. Thou openest thy hand and satisfies the desire of every living thing. Verse 19. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will cry, uh, will hear their cry and will save them. Praise the Lord. You need to take these verses and meditate on them. I saw that. Now, I didn't pay that with church money. That suit I bought. I bought that with my own money. But I saw that. See, I'd been looking at my suits. They're all blue. And I thought, man, I need something gray, something black. I thought that a couple weeks ago. I got to find something black or gray. So I went in there, Armani suit. 
down to Dillard's, what's that place called? That clearance center? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 65% off? Uh-huh. Yeah. I want that. Right. <laughs> Pastor's going to look good. Yeah. Take my picture right there. Hey, glory to God. Don't get mad at me. I'm scriptural. <laughs> I went down through the ties. I'm like, man, I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. I like that one. I like it. I got me a bunch of ties. Right here's one of them. Praise the Lord. He satisfies, opens his hand, satisfies the desire of every living thing. You know why you bought all the clothes you bought? Because that's what you, you like those clothes. Thank you, sweetie. I'm looking good. That's right. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, it's not unholy. It's how you go about it that's whether it's unholy or not. In fact, I went through my closet. Somebody said, well, you ought to be giving things away. Oh, well, go back into my office tonight. There's five suits laying back there I'm giving away. And about 25 ties and about five pairs of slacks and about five, seven or eight shirts. That's just as much fun. Okay, now. You give that much away, you're going to start taking my closet. No, no. I'm taking back my closet. See, some of you are nervous. You need to get over some of this. Until you're free from it, you're not free to have it. I'm free from it. Just stuff. I'll give, I'll give, I'll buy one and give five away. You understand what I'm talking about? Yes, sir. See, I'm, I'm not talking about being bound by stuff. Right, right exactly. I'm talking about there's things you like. Yes. Yes. You remember that castle that uh, Richard Sigmund saw up in heaven in that experience? It was the castle of people's dreams yep. and people's desires. Yep. Yep. God has it for you. Yes, he does. Amen. I know somebody here that wants a Corvette. All right, all right. You say, well, that's not practical. Shut up. That's their desire. Yes. Well, that's not my desire. Who cares if it's your desire? If you want a moped or a scooter, you go get you a moped or your scooter. I feel like Dr. Dufresne tonight. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. It's not about being attached to stuff. That's right. That's right. You get just as much fun giving it away. Amen. But I'm talking about not going through your whole life. Oh, sure wish, I, sure wish I had something nice. God satisfies the desire of every living thing. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You got one pair of black shoes, but you see another pair that has two, two, two straps over the top. Well, you go to your husband, oh, I like those. You already got a pair of black shoes. Yeah, but I don't have a pair with these two straps over the top. See, people don't like this kind of preaching. That's because their minds are not renewed. Well, I don't think God needs you to have, well, okay, look at the birds. He told us to look at the birds. You ever see there's a lot of different kind of black birds? 
There's blackbirds that just, you know, little birds, and blackbirds a little bit bigger bird, and then blackbird, he's got a little bit of a shiny, waxy wing. It's kind of like an opaque color. Then you got a blackbird with a red wing. Then you got a blackbird with a yellow wing. Then you got a blackbird that's got a yellow toppy on top. Well, God, we don't, we've already got blackbirds. We don't need all, we, got, we don't need one with a yellow toppy on top. Why do we need that? Just because I like, I like variety. Then you got some of them that are little. Then you got some of them that walk around cluck, cluck. Then you got some the black ducks go quack, quack. Then some web feet. Chickens don't have web feet. They're black chickens, but they've got ducks got black feet. I mean, web feet. Well, we already got a duck. We already got a chicken that has, walks around. What do we need a duck for? It has web feet. Well, we just like variety, God said. So now you know where some of you wives got it. You got it from your father. Feel that religion? That's People don't like that, but this is, God, this is the way God made all creation like that. And he put that desire inside of you. Wouldn't it be boring if we all came in here every day wearing the same, same old black color every day? I mean, Teresa does, but the rest of us, you know, we'll... <laughs> no, she's got black. She's got black sweaters and black, all different kinds of black. Every now and then, she comes in with something a different color, and we all go, "Wow!" <laughs> well, give God a shout. <laughs> glory, glory, glory. Tell your neighbor, I'm free, free, free. free, free, free. Amen.